It's Friday, January 24, 2020, day five of the impeachment trial of President Donald J. Trump, and this is Impeachment Today. Good morning, I'm Hayes Brown, reporter and editor at BuzzFeed News. Happy Friday! Normally, this is where I congratulate you for making it to the end of the week, but we're under Senate rules now, friends. This trial is set to go six days a week, which means that we will have an episode for you on Saturday as well. That episode will recap today's goings-on, and then we'll cover Saturday's proceedings on Monday. Got all that? Okay, in that case, let's dive right into day two of the House manager's case for removing President Trump from office. Now, I know I said in yesterday's episode that Democrats were going to spend Thursday going through the constitutional arguments for Trump's impeachment and removal. But it seems like lead manager Adam Schiff called an audible overnight, changing the focus of the day. House manager Jerry Nadler did spend the first two hours of Thursday hitting on the constitutional points for impeachment, but his and the other managers' presentations seemed engineered to be a pre-buttle, if you will, of some of the president's defenses. Think you can argue that Trump's conduct wasn't even impeachable? Nadler's presentation was a steamroller of facts, laying out why, uh, yeah, that ish the president did, it was absolutely impeachable, my dudes. Here's an edited clip of some of the highlights from ABC News. Impeachment is not a punishment for crimes. Impeachment exists to address threats to the political system, applies only to political officials, and responds not by imprisonment or fines, but only by stripping political power. It would make no sense to say that a president who engages in horrific abuses must be allowed to remain in in office unless Congress had anticipated his or her specific conduct in advance and written a statute expressly outlawing it. For one thing, that would be practically impossible. As Justice Story observed, the threats posed by presidential abuse are of so various and complex a character that it would be almost absurd to attempt a comprehensive list. The Constitution is not a suicide pact. It does not leave us stuck with presidents who abuse their power in unforeseen ways that threaten our security and democracy. And to really drive home his point, Nather went into the archive to pull out some receipts from the last impeachment trial. Like this clip from then-Representative Lindsey Graham, who now, as a senator, is one of Trump's biggest ride-or-dies, who insists that impeachment requires a crime under, you know, criminal law. What's a high crime? How about if an important person hurts somebody of low means? It's not very scholarly, but I think it's the truth. I think that's what they meant by high crimes. Doesn't even have to be a crime. It's just when you start using your office and you're acting in a way that hurts people. You've committed a high crime. Damn. Impeachable offenses burn. Graham was reportedly not in his seat, though, during that trip down memory lane. Now, we've heard a ton about Trump's demands to investigate the Bidens, but Trump also wanted Ukraine to announce an investigation that would basically say Ukraine, not Russia, meddle in the 2016 U.S. election. And Schiff made sure to remind the senators of the jury that the so-called crowd strike theory that Trump brought up during his call with Ukraine's president this summer was absolutely bonkerballs. We're not talking about, as we heard from some of my colleagues in the House, a tweet from a Ukrainian here or an op-ed written by somebody there and equating it with the kind of systematic interference of the Russians. What we're talking about here, what the president is talking about here is a very specific conspiracy theory. 
going to the server itself, meaning that it was Ukraine that hacked the Democratic server, not the Russians. This theory was brought to you by the Kremlin. Okay, so we're not talking about generic interference, we're talking about the server. We're talking about CrowdStrike, at least that's what Donald Trump wanted to investigate or announced. This completely bogus, Kremlin-pushed conspiracy theory. The president's defense, or the D-team as I'm desperately trying to brand them, is expected to say that the conditions the president put on the aid to Ukraine was totally legit and happens all the time. But here's manager Val Dimmings explaining why, no, that is not the case. Congress imposed certain conditions on the DOD assistance. Those conditions require a DOD, require DOD to hold half of the money in reserve. To release all of the funds, DOD, in coordination with the State Department, must conduct a review and certify to Congress that Ukraine has done enough to fight corruption. Now, President Trump may argue that the conditions imposed by Congress are similar to the hold he placed on aid to Ukraine. Did she just agree with Mulvaney? Let her finish. But let us be very clear. These types of conditions, which are often included in appropriation bills, are designed to promote official U.S. policy, not the policy of one individual or one president. This is exactly the type of permissible condition on aid that Vice President Biden was implementing when he required that Ukraine fire its corrupt prosecutor general before getting a loan guarantee. Now, the $400 million in military aid to Ukraine that was put on hold has been seen as one of the main things Trump did to pressure Ukraine. But manager Sylvia Garcia was there to remind folks that the White House meeting that President Zelensky of Ukraine wanted, and that to this day has never happened, was also one of the things that Trump wanted to trade for the investigations that the president wanted. By withholding a White House meeting, President Trump used official power to corruptly pressure Ukraine. Indeed, the entire quid pro quo, the this for that, the entire campaign to use the Oval Office meeting as some kind of asset for the president's re-election campaign was corrupt. Officials knew this. Ukrainians knew this too. And I think deep down, we all know it. And I think the American people know it. Senators, I ask you this one question. Is that not an abuse of power? Was it okay? If it's not an abuse of power, then what is? Is it okay to withhold official acts from a foreign country until that foreign country assists your re-election effort? If any other public official did that, he or she would be held accountable. Through all this, though, Senate Republicans continue to insist that they aren't hearing anything new, which, again, is exactly what they voted for on Tuesday. And yet here is Oklahoma's Jim Langford complaining about exactly that. It, that. That is the big challenge that we're facing right now is how often we're hearing the same stories. On Tuesday all day, we heard the same stories, the same videos. On Wednesday all day, the same stories, the same video. Uh, Manager Schiff started this morning by saying, I'm sorry, we're going to do some of the same thing, just in a different context. And again, same stories, same videos all over again to be able to go through it. So our challenge is we want to be able to get to the full story. Apparently, they're going to take three full days. 
Senator Mike Braun of Indiana went a bit further at a press conference before the trial started up yesterday. Just listen to this exchange and try not to face palm too hard in your car or subway or wherever you are listening to this. No, I'm not saying that's okay. I'm not saying it's appropriate. I'm saying that it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Cool. Glad to know that's where we are. And it seems like senators are actually getting less interested in learning the truth. Democrats in the Senate are starting to worry that they'll be just short of the votes needed to get new witnesses and documents from the White House next week, despite their efforts to push their more moderate Republican colleagues. And that's been the difficult line that the House managers have had to walk. They need to convince people outside the room that the trial is incomplete without witnesses. At the same time, they need to be leaning as hard as possible on the facts for the senators watching them from just a few feet away. Adam Schiff did his best to remind everyone of just what the stakes are with his closing speech, not just for this election, but for future elections. Let's say they start blatantly interfering in our election again to help Donald Trump. Can you have the least bit of confidence that Donald Trump will stand up to them and protect our national interest over his own personal interest? You know you can't which makes him dangerous to this country. You know you can't. You know you can't count on him. None of us can. But it's been a while since anyone accused the U.S. Senate of being anything but myopic. And now we have today's reading from our Nixometer. Well, I'm not a crook. On our scale, zero, normal day, normal White House. 10 is President Richard Nixon resigning and flying away in Marine One. This morning we're at a 7.5. Things are looking a little bleak so far for the old house managers. While out in the real world, polling shows consistently that as many as 80% of Americans want new witnesses called in the trial, the odds of that happening seem to be actually diminishing. And without that, it means that the Senate will jump really quickly to voting on whether the president is acquitted or found guilty of the charges against him. And with that, the trial will end, the impeachment process will be over, and we'll be left with Trump running for re-election. Okay, we will be right back with you to talk about some of the weirder things that happened both in and out of the trial room as day four went on. Be right back. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hi, I'm Robert Lamb. And I'm Joe McCormick. And we're the hosts of the science podcast, Stuff to Blow Your Mind, where every week we get to explore some of the weirdest questions in the universe. Like, if sci-fi teleportation was possible, how would it square with the multitudes of organisms that inhabit our human bodies? Can we find evidence of emotions in animals like bees, ants, and crayfish? How would an interplanetary civilization function? Does free will exist? Stuff to Blow Your Mind examines neurological quandaries 
boundaries, cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and the wonders of techno history. Basically, this show is the altar where we worship the weirdness of reality. If anybody ever told you you ask the weirdest questions, it is time to come join us in the place where you belong, the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast. New episodes publish every Tuesday and Thursday with bonus episodes on Saturdays. Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Paris Hilton. Last year, I revealed the story of my abuse at Provo Canyon School. Since then, thousands of survivors have come forward. Now, I'm on a mission to expose the truth of the entire industry. In this weekly investigative podcast, me and my host, Rebecca Mellinger and Caroline Cole, will examine one infamous teen treatment facility each season. First up, Provo Canyon School. This one is personal. When you first get there, you have to experience girls screaming, locked up, peeing themselves, in the hallway sleeping. And you're like, where am I? Holy heck, this is not what I expected. Listen to Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time for our newest segment. What the fuck was that? It's where we look at some of the weirdest and wildest moments, both inside and outside of the Senate chamber during the trial. Members of the Senate aren't allowed to talk during the trial, so they've been taking to Twitter to get some of their thoughts out there. And Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn may take the prize for the worst galaxy brain take of them all so far. Blackburn tweeted this about Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Benman, a White House staffer who testified that he thought Trump's call with Ukraine was, well, bad. She wrote, Adam Schiff is hailing Alexander Vindman as an American patriot. How patriotic is it to badmouth and ridicule our great nation in front of Russia, America's greatest enemy? I mean, sure, you could go after the Purple Heart winning son of an immigrant fleeing persecution in the former Soviet Union who risked a lot by standing up and telling the truth. But is that really the best look? Vindman's lawyer responded with a statement saying that a member of the Senate, at a moment when the Senate is undertaking its most solemn responsibility, would choose to take to Twitter to spread slander about a member of the military is a testament to cowardice. Meanwhile, though the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms has been starting the proceedings each day by warning senators to stay seated and silent on pain of imprisonment, it seems the siren call of Fox News has been more enthralling. At least three GOP senators have been clocked giving live TV interviews while the House managers have been presenting the case, leading some to wonder if anything will be done about this clear breach of the rules. My best answer to that question, eh, probably not. Chaos reigns, etc. And finally, the president seems intent on filling next week with big events to distract from what may wind up being the last week of the impeachment trial. There will be a signing of the USMCA trade deal, which is just NAFTA with a new name, next Wednesday. Then, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his main Israeli political rival are invited to the White House to talk about Trump's long-awaited Middle East peace plan. Netanyahu, it's worth pointing out, is also running for re-election. And he's also facing down charges of corruption in an investigation that he's trying to get the Israeli parliament to provide him immunity from. Just some fun parallels there, my friends. Ladies and gentlemen, how you ready? Okay, that feels like a good time to head over to BuzzFeed News Congressional Correspondent Paul McLeod for a vibe check from Capitol Hill. Paul, 
so feel the vibe. Hey, hey, this is Paul McLeod coming to you from the hallways of the Senate uh, just a little bit after the uh, Senate rose for the third day of the impeachment trial. And it was a pretty interesting finale. For the last hour or two, Republicans had looked pretty restless. Uh, at any given time, a lot of them were standing or milling about, sometimes going into the cloakroom where they were free to chat. But then there was that emotional finale from Adam Schiff, uh, giving his big speech about, you know, think about what will happen in this next election if some foreign government interferes and tries to get Donald Trump elected it can you trust him to speak out to stop it or will he just go along with it and you know Schiff saying like you know the answer here you know he's just going to go along with it this is why it's so important to stand up for what's right and get him out of office now it, the to- mood of the room totally changed, uh, both Democrats and Republicans just staring ahead silently, uh, uh, completely wrapped, you know, with the exception of maybe Lindsey Graham, who has consistently looked pretty restless with this whole thing. You know, everyone in the room was just gazing at the front of the room where Schiff was making his speech. It was really a noticeable change in tone. So a bit of a dramatic finale. That said, as we've had some of the uh, senators coming out and the few we've been able to briefly talk to and they're on the way into their cars and heading home, it doesn't look like that has necessarily changed the hearts and minds of any Republican senators yet, but I guess we will have to wait and see another day. All right, I'm signing off. Thanks, Paul. That was almost uplifting. I'm sure we're all looking forward to doing this all over again tomorrow. Okay, it's time for the latest edition of Trial Watch 2020. Where we run down what's happening next in the Senate impeachment trial. Today is the last day that the House managers have for their opening arguments. If you can't hear the scare quotes around that, rest assured they are there. See, these eight hours could wind up being the last uninterrupted time that the House managers have to make their case. After today's presentation, the president's defense will take over on Saturday morning. And while there will be an additional 16 hours, or two days, that will be used down the line for senators to ask questions of both the House managers and the president's defense, that is not quite the same thing. And if the Senate doesn't vote for new witnesses next week, they'll move quickly into voting on whether to convict or acquit the president. So we'll have to tune in at 1 p.m. today to see just what the managers have up their sleeves for what could be their final act. Okay, that's it for today. Tomorrow, yes, tomorrow, a Saturday, we'll have all the deets on the final day of the House Manager's case. Thanks to all of you out there who've subscribed so far to the show. If you're listening for the first time or just haven't gotten around to it, please be sure to subscribe to Impeachment Today on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go to hear my disembodied voice. And be sure to stick around as we all figure out how this all ends together. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. For my small bookstore to thrive, I can't just sell books. So I created a radio ad at iHeartAdBuilder.com to tell everyone about our author events, our story hours for kids, and our amazing lattes. Now we're busier than ever. 
I'd call that a success story. A custom radio ad from iHeart Ad Builder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. It's time to gear up for the NFL postseason. Yes, sir! Head over to NFLShop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, T-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it! Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. How you like that, baby? Rep your team pride with styles fit for the whole family. To shop now, go to NFLShop.com.